0: Mr. Mojo Rising.
1: Mr. Mojo Rising. Me llamo Rosma Merdugo, escuchando Fry on the Farm podcast.
0: Mr. Mojo Rising. Welcome to episode 207 of Fry on the Farm podcast. I'm Donovan, and coming to me from East Texas. The hell on earth uh, in Houston is Roy. <laughs> I
2: get to, Tomorrow, I get to learn about Saharan dust. Saharan I was watching the dust. weather, and apparently the dust blows across the Atlantic and apparently all over the world yeah. and affects weather patterns and all kinds of other stuff. And tomorrow in Houston, the Saharan dust starts to blow through, and I get to find out what that's all about.
0: Yeah, I, I think if you, if you overlap the size of the United States over the Saharan desert, Essentially, it's bigger than the United States. So imagine if the whole United States was like a just a giant, giant desert. So there's yeah, yeah, and the and wind this dust gets way.
2: blown up into the upper atmosphere and taken to Scandinavia and Japan and all over the world. It's it's wild. Well, so this week we've got our Major League Minute with some cool uh, news specific to us. That's why we got the Mo- Mojo Rising. Yeah. Uh, we've got some minor league news. We've got our affiliate rundown. And then we bring you a,
0: uh interview with Rosman Verdugo, shortstop with the Lake Elsinore Storm. My guy. My guy, Rossman. Yeah, the, the Mojo Mr. Mojo Rising, the podcast Rising, the podcast Mojo Rising. Um, so let's get right to it. And this is huge. I mean, we you know, it's one thing to be talking about it. You know, uh, various Twitter people on on Twitter talking about, you know, giving Jackson Wolf a shot. Um, you almost think, yeah, that's great Twitter talk, but it's never really going to happen. But sure enough, Podcast Mojo comes in and the Potter is selected the contract of Jackson Wolf last week and he pitched great in his debut. Yeah, the, the
2: line score wasn't the interesting part of his yeah. of his debut. So he pitched five innings, uh, three earned runs, one strikeout, one walk. And But he got the win on his major league debut. Uh, but he took the mound after an 84 minute delay. They interrupted the second inning. So there were two runners on, two outs. And normally after a delay of over an hour, there's no way that the starting pitcher comes back in, but he's a competitor. I'm sure he was campaigning for it with, uh, with Melvin and the and everybody else. Uh, He came back out and I thought he looked better after that delay than he did before. Maybe you get those jitters out and it's like, okay, let's get this, let's get this going. So he, I think he gave up one more run to the first batter after he came back. And then after that, he was solid for the rest of his five innings.
0: Yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot to be said about the way he pitches and his stuff that um, may or may not fly, uh, you know, uh, as a starter in the major leagues. But hell, I mean, gutsy performance. Um, you didn't get to see some of that. If you guys watch him in double A, like he's a fiery guy, like he is fired up on the mound. I have posted some of the times of him cursing. Uh, you know, walking around the mound. You didn't see much of that, obviously, you know, in his major league debut, but the kid's got grit and he's got, he's a competitor. So I I think there's a way maybe to figure out how we can maybe pick up a little bit of velocity um, and just getting more comfortable in the major leagues that there could be, there could be a space for him in in a rotation, in the rotation. Uh, But certainly you could be a, a, certainly, I I think almost exclusively could be a left-handed, lefty specialist.
2: Right. Yeah. He, so apparently he did add a little bit of velocity in this last off season. Um, I don't know if there's much more to squeeze out there. I, you know, I'd like to think so. Uh, uh, but really he was sitting high eighties. Uh, they say that he can throw lower nineties when he's, you know, um, you know, when he's at his max, uh, But yeah, it's deception. It's funk. It's a, it's a weird arm angle. It's kind of like what Alec Jacob was bringing from the right-hand side. Uh, Alec Jacob went to the 15 day IL with elbow inflammation today. We saw that the MRI came back negative, meaning there's no, there's no structural damage. So they're going to shut him down for a couple of weeks and then see, see where he's at. Uh, Pedro Avila was recalled by the Padres. So he made an appearance in yesterday's game, did all right. Uh Domingo Tapia was designated for assignment to open up the 40 man spot for Jackson. Uh and then Jose Castillo, he was designated for assignment last week. And the they worked out a deal with the Marlins. They traded him for cash considerations. You know, cash considerations, that guy's been in the league forever.
0: Yeah, and he's always getting traded. I <laughs> hey, no, know, poor guy. I wonder how that works. I mean, does that money, so whatever money it is, a couple hundred grand or, or whatever, does that go into the general fund? Does that go into payroll? I mean, does that pay the vendors? You know, I, I really want to know where the cash goes to. Like, what account does it go
2: to? Well, and every once in a while you hear about these weird trades. I don't know if it really happens anymore, <laughs> but I think I heard that something was traded for like a, a couple of used, uh, 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 like pieces of, of, of gym equipment or, right. you know, some, something funny like that. I, I doubt that happens in today's game, but like back in the day, I think Kevin uh, towers traded somebody for a used treadmill or something. Yeah. It was something like that. Some, something,
0: something like a vending machine. <laughs>
2: and I think that would fall into the general bit of cash considerations, air
0: quotes. Right. Well and now it's more like the funky things that you get in these large contracts. Um, I was just, it's funny. Um, Total random, total segue. Um, Messi, M- M- Messi is in now in, in MLS. But yes, soccer superstar, his, football right, per superstar. His, per his deal, he gets a portion, par- partial ownership of Adidas and of MLS. Wow, so Adidas. He nego- huh? So he negotiated in the deal like I'm bringing me to the MLS, which I it's huge, and I'm not a soccer guy whatever i know Messi. i I know how big of a thing he is but a part of that contract is that he gets a percentage of the take and he you know he gets a piece of the action um now with major league players you see a lot of times where you know they'll get a a a homes a suite during for every home game or they'll get so many you know i remember um kevin brown got so many charter flights with his family to go back to georgia like there's all these kind of funky kind of things in in contracts that you know you just look at the money, but underneath there's a bunch of kind of funky things.
2: You know, there's a good book somewhere in there, yeah. you know, of, of unusual yeah. contract clauses that, that players have added on. Who would we? Like, who would we petition to, to write that? Would that be? Uh, I mean, that's yeah. right up the the Jason Stark kind of <laughs> yeah. a thing, and then Tim Haggerty put together the the great uh, minor league wacky wild stories uh but i feel like somebody with a little bit of gm experience would would have insight into that side of things yeah all right well let's keep on going we've got some minor league news uh daniel johnson was named texas league player of the week uh he he hit 429 with two home runs four rbis six runs scored and three doubles uh and then sammy zavala collected his second famous star player of the week i guess you could have picked anybody on that storm offense uh He had nine runs, eight RBI, seven hits, seven walks, three home runs, and three stolen bases in 30 plate appearances. His line for the week is 350-500-850 with a 1.35 OPS. Uh, and finally, Kai Murphy has been sent to Fort Wayne and is in the lineup tonight. Um, if you... Uh, of course, we're always campaigning everybody out here to follow Mad Um uh, They've been pointing out that I think that uh, teams have until next Friday to add all of their players that were everybody from the draft and right. the unsigned free uh, and undrafted free agents that need to be added to rosters by the end of next week. Oh, so that means that a lot of these spots need to be opened up. We'll see yeah. guys released. We'll see some some weird moves. And then you'll see a lot of the guys shuffling around the minors as they make room for those guys on the rosters, both in Arizona and Dominican Republic, as well as on the storm.
0: Yeah. And we have some of those new guys coming in, uh, in the uh, ACL rundown a little bit later on in the, in the, in the program. Nice. You know, yeah. I, I what... heard
2: that. I heard that. Uh, um, oh, What's his name? the name? The guy they just drafted out of, out of oh. Duke is coming to join uh, Lake Elsinore. I didn't see that. Um, I saw it somewhere. Well, we'll huh. we'll we'll cover it next week once it <laughs> actually happens.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So hey, we, for, so since we had the interview with Rossman, and it's going to take about twenty five minutes of, of of the hour, we're only going to give one to two strike two strikes for every affiliate. So that's kind of be what it kind of goes on right now. So we actually once again we want to thank Fran Friars for giving us the opportunity to to use all this information and for the affiliates to uh, allow us to get the daily rundowns in the email. Shall we get the it rundown. going? We, we got some we got some debuts to go over. We do. We do. OK, so I'll take it off
2: to the uh, the storm with strike one on Thursday. Henry Baez was sublime in five wow. innings of work, scattering four hits and two walks and striking out four batters to get the shutout started. The 20 year old Baez is five and two with a three point nine ERA and 68 strikeouts in 64 and two thirds innings in Lake Elsinore. Kai Murphy wreaked havoc from the leadoff spot, smashing a pair of home runs as part of a three-hit night. The 22-year-old Arizona State product is batting 285 with a 784 OPS for Lake Elsinore. Uh, Kai Murphy happens to be the son of Pat Murphy, uh, longtime uh, no! Chihuahuas really? manager, and he was briefly the Padres manager in that interim sense. I believe he's now with a Brewers organization. Bench coach for the Brewers. Is that it? Okay. Uh, Sammy Zavala also slugged a pair of homers and now has 10 round trippers and 265 at-bats for the Storm. Zavala hit an inside-the-park job and then followed it up with a traditional homer that cleared the right center wall. The outfielder, who turned 19 last week, happy birthday, owns an 846 OPS and has also stolen 15 bases in 2023. With the pair of hits, Ethan Salas is now on a four-game hitting streak and is batting 392 in 51 at-bats in July. The 17-year-old catcher owns an 898 OPS through his first 40 at-bats of professional baseball. In 2023, his third season. Oh, yeah. Um, what we don't have here in the notes is the crazy scoring bonanza that the uh, the storm went on for a couple of days. There, they scored 18 runs, and yeah. then a couple of days later, they decided to top that by scoring 22.
0: <laughs> 22. <laughs>
2: and to make it better, they're laying all that lumber on the uh, the Dodgers affiliate.
0: Yeah, the the quakes and I almost put it in the I almost put it in, but I'm like that's just way too much. That's just a let. I mean, it's like a whole page of of notes. of guy's hitting, you know, two guys, guys hitting two homers and or two home uh, two doubles in and uh, they're six at bats, just kind of crazy numbers. But I didn't put it in there. And that was uh, the 18 runs was the same night that the Padres scored was it 16 runs,
2: 17? I think they scored 17 to three. I think they won yeah. that game.
0: Yeah. I, one thing to go back to, kind of Sammy Zavala. You know, there was a big question with with the leg kick in, in the beginning of the year. It he he, he didn't he, he struggled a little bit to kind of get the timing on that man. He he has it down, and let's hope he can keep that leg kick because it's working. You know, he's got those yeah, quick it's a timing hands. thing. Yeah, he you know, the quick hands. Yeah, it's, it's you don't see a lot of those large leg kicks in the major leagues, but as long as it's working for him. Uh, let him keep doing it until it doesn't work. And then they may have to make an adjustment, but he has such quick hands that, uh, you know, that, that is working.
2: I guess the risk you run into with that is that if you're too early, your weight winds up out on your front foot and you yeah. kind of roll over too often. Um, but really more often than not, it's that they're not getting their foot down early enough and they're, they're late on everything. Yeah. Um, but I'm not a hitting coach. He is, he's doing all right right now. So let's let him keep kicking.
0: Yeah, so going on to strike two, here it is, Friday, the longly anticipated and waited for debut of Dylan Lesko. The firmer first-rounder showed flashes of the stuff that had him in contention to be drafted first overall uh, before his ACL injury last April. Lesko threw three shutout innings without allowing a hit. While he did walk three, he struck out four and started a nifty double play to escape an early jam. Now, I posted that video. It was great, dude. He... He in his follow-through, the ball was hit right up against him. He had to like go back around, catch the ball, and then you know, then throw it over to second base within one move. It was really cool. If you guys saw that on Twitter. Yep. Yeah, super athletic move. I mean, that was a shortstop type yeah. move. Yeah, very ballet esque <laughs> So with Lesko yeah. on the mound and Ethan Salas behind the dish, the storm shorted off two players who could feature prominently in the Padre's future. After hitting two homers in 18-0 route on Thursday, Sammy Zavala was back at it with a, yet another homer. It was his 11th homer of the year. The 19 year outfielder added a single and a walk, and he stole a pair of bags for good measure. He has been scorching hot in July, hitting 308, 465, and 673 with five homers this month. Third baseman Devin Ortiz continues to be a pleasant surprise for the storm. The Virginia two-way player singled three times and drove in three runs, in 63 plate appearances this month, Ortiz has a 524 on-base percentage. The 24-year-old hasn't shown much power, but after signing as an undrafted free agent last season, his production has been impressive. He's also looked solid defensively at third. He's, he's got you a little know, stock of, to him, too. All of those runs that they scored, I
2: mean, so, yeah, Zavala hit a couple of home runs, and Salas had a home run in there, but it wasn't like it was just long ball city. Yeah those games, it was, it was lots of singles and small ball. And then every once in a while, that big knock. So it yeah. really was a team
0: effort. Now I, I wish right, we so- could get that on Some of the little major league teams.
2: Uh, Well, I mean, they do it every once in a while. And then every like second or third game, they get shut out by the pirates or something dumb like that. (laughs) Oh man. Okay. Fort Wayne strike one on Saturday, Fort Wayne got five shutout innings from Victor Lizaraga and held on to get their second win of the series. Lizaraga 19 got his second win of the season. And for the second time, for the first time, didn't give up any runs. The walks remain an issue, particularly for this month, but one statistic that jumps out is that in 16 innings, batters are only hitting 161
0: against him this month. Yes. Strike two, Sunday, Bode Rascon yielded one run over five frames while striking out six and has, not allowed just, has now allowed just four runs over his last 22 innings. An overslot day three signing out of high school in Texas back in 2013, Rascone is in the middle of his best professional season with a 3.93 ERA. Having dropped his arm slot a bit more this year, he's increased his strikeouts but also has walked 31 in 55 frames. I didn't know he was that. Damn, I didn't know he was that old. Yeah, yeah, he's been around a a little while. Yeah.
2: Wait, that's not right. Yeah, no, he hasn't been around since 2013. Something something's not right there. We got we got to go back and check our math. Uh but the Padres have signed all all uh 18 of the guys that they uh drafted last yeah. you know, this year um and then they've added on another like eight or nine unsigned uh undrafted free agents that they have signed to pro contracts. Um before, I'm curious about on. those day
0: 3 guys. Well, I, I'm I'm interested to hear what you have to say cuz you're the one with with the tracker, with the the money, with the subtraction, like you have it all set up, how they sign some guys on lower, uh, you know, probably are so good at signing those lower, uh, un, you know, under just those, yeah, just signing under the slot money. Pardon me for my brain fart. Um, right. And able to save some money for other players. Yeah, they they've that's
2: something that Preller's been been pretty good at his whole time. I mean, really, he's knocked a, the last couple of drafts out of the park in that respect. So you look at the first round; their their pick was Dylan Head. Uh, they signed up for two point eight million, and they saved about three hundred sixty five grand on that selection. Second round selection was uh, J D Gonzalez. His slot value was. Almost seven hundred thousand dollars they sign them for five fifty so there's another hundred fifty grand you save and then Always the last couple of picks on that second day rounds eight nine ten usually you yeah. see some under like real under slot signings in this case uh, round ten they picked Nick McClawry a shortstop and he's a a college fifth year senior so he signed for twenty five grand that slot was worth one hundred and sixty four thousand so you're saving another hundred and forty thousand dollars there so you take all that savings up and you can. You can so Cannon Camp. They selected him in what the eighth round. Yeah. High school senior, six foot six. You know, one of these bodies that you you look at the physique and the delivery, and you think this kid could be something. Uh, and so they were able to offer him six hundred twenty-five thousand. Uh, his slot value was one hundred eighty-eight thousand eight hundred. Um, and then in rounds what twelve and thirteen, they picked a couple high school seniors in Blake Dickerson and Dane Lais. Um, and those guys. So. After round 10, the first $150,000 of the bonus doesn't count against the pool. So you can take some of that savings and staple that onto the 150000 yeah. and put a number out there that's going to mean something to the kid. So Blake Dickerson wound up signing for a half million dollars. And to be able to say that you got a half million dollar signing bonus, and <laughs> there's not a lot of guys in the draft that pull that kind of money when you look at it. Yeah. And so he got that in the uh, in the 12th round. So, yeah. And that's it's, some
0: insane money for the 12th round.
2: It, it is. It is. And you look, it's like, it's like fourth, like third, fourth round money that you're giving to the kid. But he might have been a third or fourth round talent. And they, yeah. the other teams just didn't think they were going to have the money available to sign him when that pick came up. So I don't know. It's, it's a really interesting game that I like to follow the whole chess game of how the money gets moved around and who gets what. Um, you know, in in the past, it, it, they've taken a while to get those last couple of signings announced. This time, they they did it all real quick, like within a yeah. few days. It seems like they had that announcement. Like, okay, we signed everybody, case closed. Move on. <laughs> get him to Arizona in the yeah. in the dry heat of Arizona. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I I just experienced it the last couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> I drove through it all the yep. way across Texas. So anyway, uh, let's, let's get on to San Antonio. Okay, so strike one on Friday, center fielder Daniel Johnson had three hits, including a seventh homer of the year. The Vallejo, California native has done his best work of the month this year. best month, best work of the year this month after struggling mightily in June. In 14 games this month, the former big leaguer is hitting 300, 390, 680 with four of his seven homers. Marcos Castañon had a pair of doubles and drove in a pair as well. The slugging infielder hasn't missed a beat since being promoted to San Antonio after producing an 843 OPS in 77 games with the Tin Caps. The UC Santa Barbara product has posted an 840 OPS in 7 games with the Missions. The 24-year-old has yet to connect on a homer but is 8 for 25 with 3 doubles. Uh, Contreras, the righty allowed a pair of hits and a walk over three excellent innings, but generally dominated the rough riders out of the nine outs, Contreras recorded eight came via the strikeout. It was the fourth time this year that Contreras has racked up eight punch outs. Although those came when he worked as a starter.
1: So it's interesting
2: that they've got yeah. some guys working as a reliever that Contreras is working as a reliever. They've got Adam Mazur coming in, in relief. They've got Jairo Iriarte working in relief. That's got the, uh, the people on Twitter a buzz about what are they looking for? Uh, the big league team needs help wherever they can find it. Uh, maybe you're looking for what kind of roles can these guys excel in? Cause some guys can move out to the bullpen and figure yeah. out the routine and, and, and all of that real quick. Other guys don't work so well out of the bullpen. Um, you know, it's it's an interruption to their preparation, their the rhythm of what they do on off days, and then just the whole part of sitting, not knowing when you're going to come in the game, and then the phone right. rings. They're like, "Okay, get up, get hot. You got to get in there." Um, you know, putting the the game strategy together, who you're going to face, how to, how to attack them, all of that. That's that's hard for some guys to to pick up.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. It's, it's and for guys so young. You know they're not doing this to have them come up this year. I, I would think they're going to have those guys, you know, maybe stay as a in a bullpen role to see if they can get sooner. But I don't see those guys, you know, making a September call up or anything like that, or making a spot, you know, spot uh, in the in the bullpen. But it's very interesting to see that done with guys that are doing really well as starters. You know, Adam Maison, and, and Mazer, Maison. <laughs> uh Mazer, and Hiro Iriarte. Both those guys, solid starters. Um, Moving in the bullpen is, you know, they'll say, hell yeah, because they want to get to the bigs any way they can. I just find it really interesting that they would do that with guys so young when they're, you know, so, you know, when they're pretty established as starters. And, and or, you know, like I said, once again, pretty young to do that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah but hey, the big league team needs
2: help and where they can get it and so it's some's going to come via trade over the next week uh but if you can get that from within the organization then you're not trading away um and then you you never know what other teams are looking for as well speaking of trades so they might be looking at a guy mm-hmm. and if they see a different angle like oh okay he's pretty good out of the bullpen maybe we can use him i i don't know
0: yeah interesting so going on to strike two, Sunday admissions the missions got four solid innings from Ryan Berger, but committed four errors and went just one for 10 with runners in scoring position. That's sounds failed familiar. To... <laughs> as they fell to Frisco to end their road trip, Berger making a second start since the promotion from high A, yielded two unearned runs on two hits over four innings. The 23-year-old righty struck out three while issuing two walks. Berger struggles with command at times, just walking over 11% of the batters he's faced this year but opponents in Midwest League hit just 202 against him this year. He's a sneaky, like this kid's a sneaky prospect. Like he is going to put his name on the board. If he does well here in, in, uh, in San Antonio, like he can certainly put himself on the map and yeah, on the he radar.
2: Was, he was kind of low key, the ace for the, yeah. for uh, Fort Wayne last Fort year. Fort Wayne.
0: Absolutely. So Raul Brito allowed his first earned run in 11 or two thirds frames since joining the missions bullpen last month. The 26 year old signed as a minor league free agent after seven seasons in the Marlins organization and has been a strong performer this year. Over the 33 and who, uh, two thirds uh, combined innings, he struck out just 46 batters in the Pottery system. He struck out 46 batters in the Pottery system. Adam Major working in relief for the third time in a week since his own promotion worked a clean inning with a pair of strikeouts to bounce back from a rough outing against the Frisco rough riders on Thursday while he struck out uh seven without a walk in his four and two thirds Texas league innings. Last year's second round pick has given up five runs.
2: Which okay. Is- moving on to El Paso. I passed through El Paso on my way through here uh, on Thursday, while Jay groom did allow six runs he leaves the game with the victory. Groom's stat line would have looked better had he not gone out for the 7th inning uh when he allowed a double and a two-run home run without recording an out. While it's certainly been a challenging season for the Southpaw, he's now managed to pitch at least 5 innings in his last 5 starts and 6 innings in four of those. Uh Groom owns a 4.24 ERA in 17 innings in July a marked improvement over his 8.32 ERA for the 2023 season as a whole. They say the best ability is availability, one of the best abilities has got to be durability. Yeah. Um so if if nothing else he's ringing the bell every every time his his turn comes up this season. Yeah, he's had a tough season
0: and um it's such a bummer cuz when he came over in the Eric Cosmer trade we're like okay we got something he should be pretty good he was one of their you know highly um he was one of their high prospects and knocking on the door in Boston and then had a great spring and just got to the Texas League and the Pcl here's what I'm okay with having going to skip the Pcl and going straight from Double a is it can ruin you it could ruin your season by just you know it's just the the conditions there in the Pacific Coast League are so bad that you know, and, and and his season just snowballed. It just snowballed with him.
2: Yeah, it's he, got to wreck a mess with a guy's confidence when you see some pop flies sail over the fence and yeah, and some of the weird things that happen in the Pacific Coast League. Um, you know, but there's still time for him to turn it around. He's on the forty man, so you know if he puts together a string of decent starts and they still need somebody, he could be the guy that gets the call by the end of the season. Um, so after fighting his control all year, his 15 to nine strikeout to walk ratio this month is a step in the right direction. Oscar Mercado logged his second three hit outing in his past three games, slugging a pair of home runs and driving in four runs. The twenty-eight-year-old outfielder, a two thousand thirteen second round pick by the Cardinals is slashing two eighty-six, three thirty-three, five seventy-one in twenty-eight at bats since joining the Padres organization as a free agent on July 17th. Um and I, I looked back, we were talking about Buddy Rascal, and he was drafted in 2019. So there must be a typo okay, there. A typo, thank
0: you. <laughs> you know, and I don't catch it enough. Um, when I when I go over when I read the dailies from those guys, that occasionally I'll find it and I'll tell I'll I'll tweet or I'll, I'll um, DM John Connor. Like, hey, this doesn't sound right or this doesn't look right. And and he'll fix it. You know, I just didn't get that one. Yeah, you know, spell check doesn't catch those little factual <laughs> errors. <laughs> and I'm not one to say anything about spell check when it comes to Twitter or anything written down. It's 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 just really bad. <laughs> All, right. All right. So let's, take us home with strike two. Take us home with strike two. And another, another guy who's had just a rough go at it in – in the Pacific Coast League, Friday, Ryan Weathers, the left-hander, worked into the seventh inning and allowed just one run over five hits. He did walk four, but the struck out but struck out seven in his last two starts with El Paso. Weathers has 17 strikeouts and 12 and two-thirds innings. In fact, Weathers has missed more bats in AAA than ever than he ever has as a professional. In 35 and two-thirds innings with the Chihuahuas, Weathers has struck out 45, good for a 10.5 K to nine. Uh, strikeout ratio. For comparison, last year, weather's ranked last among PCL qualifiers with a a K9 of 6.4. That's horrible. His changeup was especially effective, yielding 13 strikes and just two balls in play among the 22 offerings. Shortstop Tim Lopes was a one-man wrecking crew, as he had a night to remember. Lopes singled twice, drew a walk, and stole five bases. (laughs) giving him 26 bags on the season. The 29 year old ranks third in the circuit and steals one behind the recently promoted Matthew Batten, you know, and once again, there it is with, with, with weathers and has these phenomenals, you know, these phenomenal outings. And then the next outing, you know, be wherever they are, just the, the consistency. And, and I think it really does screw with the confidence and the guys are just, what do I need to do? Like I just do an excellent pitch and the guy just hit it four miles, you know, or or I'm doing really well. And just, you know, you run into trouble. It's just uh, it's tough well, and when you're
2: somebody like Weathers that relies on on a little bit of movement and, um, you know, say that he's pitching in Albuquerque or or Reno or one of these places at elevation um, and the ball doesn't move quite the same. Yeah. So, how do you adjust to that when you're going from there to a place that's closer to sea level? Uh you know where you get that bite on your slider that you wouldn't be getting otherwise. That's gotta be it's gotta be very frustrating.
0: Yeah.
2: And- All right. So we got a couple notes here on the ACL. The neat thing about this time of year is you got guys making their professional debut, guys getting their first hit, their first win, their first home run, their first whatever. Uh so on Friday, catcher Lamar King Jr had four plate appearances but only one official at bat. He singled, drew a walk, drove in with a sacrifice a run with a sacrifice fly and was hit by a pitch. That's four good good plate appearances just doesn't show up much on the box score. No. The 19-year-old has performed well offensively this summer as he's worked on developing as a catcher. Overall, King has an 817 OPS in 20 games in the desert. Uh Eggie Rosario, the infielder who broke his leg in winter ball, broke his ankle, has started up a pair of rehab assignments in El Paso, only to experience setbacks each time. On Friday, he started a designated hitter and had a pair of doubles. So let's hope for uh, you know, light a candle of of health prayer for uh for Egggy Rosario that he can finally get this rehab back on track.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Sacrifice a chicken because he was the depth that we were looking for. Oh, yeah. He, coming into the season, he was gonna be like he was going to be pushing the door for that, you know, that fifth, uh, the fifth infielder.
2: Right. Yeah. and, And Matthew Batten's doing the job okay right now, but you know, the organization
0: was looking at Aggie to be that guy. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So this will be strike two. And this will take us home. Saturday, Homer Bush jr. Nick McClary and Jay Brashears. All from this year's draft class made their professional debuts. Bush 21, the fourth-round selection, and son of fellow Padres draftee, Homer Bush, had a breakout season for Grand Canyon University, hitting 370, 478, 500 with 25 stolen bases in 31 attempts. After posting an OPS of three thirty three in his freshman and 696 in his sophomore year, the 6'3", 200 pounds, he becomes one of the better athletes in the Padres system and has played all three outfield positions in college. This year, the Antelopes, which have only been a Division One since 2007, had played three had three players taken in the first five rounds. He had a pretty good day as his pro, for his pro debut, reaching base twice, driving in a run, and stealing a bag. While his fellow Arizona Nick McClary, 23, didn't quite have the same success, he did reach base twice. The five foot nine former Wildcat was the 10th round pick as the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. Offensively, he nearly walked 35 as much as he struck out, 36, and ran to a 429 on-base percentage. Bashirs 21, who joined his former Duke teammates Henry Williams and Graham Pauly in the organization, by now probably tired of hearing about the dry heat, <laughs> also reached base but went hitless in his debut. Bashir's transferred to Duke after playing two years at Northwestern University and led the Blue Devils in slugging, percentage at 586 and was second in on base percentage at 438 the six foot four 215 pounds at six foot four 215 pounds he may not stick at second base but his collegiate career has also seen time at third and both corner outfield positions yeah i I see uh corner outfield the first base if uh if he's gonna stick
2: yeah, they've had him play in second base in the two games that, that he's logged so far. Uh, but what I heard, I, I don't remember where I saw it, was that McLaurin and Bashir's are both heading to Fort Wayne. So congratulations to them. Um, and so now the next, we have an interview with Rosman Verdugo. Uh, and I thought there was an interesting little, uh, thing that, that shook out of that interview. So we had Andres Pagan, uh, who's a member of the storm front office acting as our interpreter. And I didn't realize at the time that Andres Pagan was a former player. Yeah. He's now the, I think CFO or something to do with finance. Yeah. Um, and he also helps run the restaurant and he does, I mean, as you, everybody does in minor league baseball, Miami he baseball. wears a bunch of hats, uh, but he was out there helping us with interpreting. He was a catcher for the storm back in the day. And at one point we asked Rosamon, so who were some of your favorite players growing up that you followed, uh, whether with major league baseball or in Mexico or what? And he mentioned a couple of Mexican born players. And one of them was Andre's teammate and
0: roommate when he was playing with the storm. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think it was, he played with him in the Mexican league. Wasn't it? Cause Andre's is still pretty young. Something like that. I yeah. still
2: need to, I need to listen yeah. through the interview and, and pick out those names that Rosamond throws out and, and put it all together. Uh, but yeah, right. so, Andres was with the Storm uh, in 2002, 2004, 2005, uh, was drafted by the Padres and stuck around for a while in the Padres organization. I I always think that's cool when a former player comes back and winds up finding a a career in a totally different
0: path, uh, but still in baseball. Yeah, absolutely. And then and then to have make that connection with Rossman, like that's kind of a cool thing that we've we've facilitated having him just be our interpreter you know that's that's really cool and now they have a connection and you know rossman has another guy that he can look to and talk to maybe uh, just about the game
2: yeah yeah and and i had the impression that it was a a player that i don't think made the majors that wasn't you know an uh, a star prospect player but just somebody that that he liked watching growing up and so that was andres was so caught uh you
0: know that why would he pick him of all people (laughs) Yeah. And he and like during, you'll notice, you guys, that during the interview he kind of stops and he goes, "Oh, yeah, really?" You know, he's like, like he starts talking to him about that, and um, and then he tells us, "We're like, hey, hey, are you are are you gonna translate what you're saying to him or what's going on?" And then he did, and that was really cool. Yeah,
2: it was. All right, so here's the interview, folks. Enjoy it, and we will catch you next
0: week. Yeah, and by the time we talk to you guys next week, the trade deadline will probably have already passed, and. We will see what folds, what remains, and what happens with the, with the minor league system in any training that A.J. Preller does. Oh, I hope it doesn't hurt too much. I, don't, I hope it doesn't hurt either because I really don't feel we need to lose too many guys of consequence, certainly high prospects, uh, to make that major league team a little bit better.
2: I I don't I don't imagine that they're gonna be trading away big name prospects. Right. It's possible if they really want to get a big piece. Uh, but there's still a lot of guys that aren't quite on that top little skim of prospect lists right. that we've still grown to to know and, and, and appreciate in our time here.
0: Yeah, certainly that they have done better in the lower levels, but you know, in the double AA, A, triple A level, that you know, where they really have value. Haven't really shown them quite yet there.
2: Right. All right. We'll, we'll catch you next week. Uh, Until then, you can find me on Twitter at Zippy underscore TMS.
0: Oh, it's called X now.
2: Oh, come on now. Get, get, get
0: out of here. uh, All right, guys. See ya. We're here with Rossman Verdugo and Andre from the front office, and he is going to do our uh, interpreting for us today. Uh, but first, Rossman, how was your break? We just came back from the All-Star break. Were you uh,
1: able to relax over the All-Star break? So it
3: basically took the time to spend uh, with the family, girlfriend, and relax to come stronger for the second half. Did,
2: did, you, did you stay here in Lake Elsinore or did you get to go home?
1: He's stayed in Lake Elsinore. Lake Elsinore, okay.
0: Okay, so, so baseball reference has you down coming from Ensenada. But I read in in a periodical that you were from La Paz. Were you born in La Paz and raised in Ensenada or where exactly were you from?
3: So, ¿dónde naciste? ¿En La Paz, Ensenada, or o presiste en ¿Dónde naciste
1: y dónde te criaste? Yo nací en Ensenada, Baja California, pero yo me crié en Bahía Tortugas, Baja California Sur. So, he,
3: he was born in Ensenada and uh, he, he basically grew up in Vaya, Vaya Tortugas in South in no, 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 Mexico, Mexico. Okay. All right. All right.
2: How did you get into baseball? Did you have somebody in your family uh that was a baseball player?
3: ¿Alguien que jugaba
1: baseball o cómo fue que en el baseball? Sí, todo, pues mi papá, mi abuelo y mi hermano que también está firmado jugué con. Por, por, es por eso que juego Basically, uh, the dad, grandfather, and he got a brother
3: actually they play baseball as well.
2: A professional?
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. In Estados in Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chicago Cubs.
0: Okay, all then, right. So, from baseball.
1: Did you go to the academy?
3: The, like a
2: baseball development academy growing up?
3: Yeah, an baseball
1: sí sí yo fui en la academia en México de Diablo Rojo del México in Oaxaca okay. so, uh, Diablos,
3: Diablos Rojo Academy in, in Mexico he went to that academy
1: trece Thirteen. Thir-
3: 13. 13.
1: <laughs> so then
0: at at sixteen you play a game with Diablos in the league talk about that
1: like. 16, jugaste un juego a it? was a experience.
3: It was a great experience. with over 10,000 fans and uh so it just it was a pretty beautiful moment. I mean, with a lot of crowd and like the nervous and you know that, all that emotions going on. Did it give you the, you said, did give you the fuego, the fire to, to work hard?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was a
3: lot of adrenaline going on, so they definitely had <laughs> something to put in, to push, yes.
0: At, at 16, for me, it's niño, <laughs> nada, not, nothing. Um, So, so in, in the Dominican League, you, uh, no, in the Dominican League, you play in the, for the team in your city. You can't play with anyone else. So is it like that in Mexico? Can, do you play for like, you play for Culacan? Yeah. Is that the team from your area or can you play for any other team in, in the Mexican
1: League?
3: si sí, tu puedes en México jugar con cualquier equipo
1: o tienes que jugar con el equipo de tu ciudad, como es la liga. Eh, hay dos ligas en México, la que es de verano e invierno, y puedes pertenecer a una de que es de invierno, que no ocupas, que no, no ocupas estar eh, firmado, porque cuando tu firmas para pues, Estados Unidos ya perteneces al equipo pues de acá de Estados Unidos, pero puedes pertenecer a un equipo en, en en México que es de invierno.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh.
3: So um, basically, uh, they got the summer league and the winter league. Um, once they become a professional in the United States, so then they, they go, they go, like to a draft. So basically, they they can be picked by other uh, city besides the one he was born. Okay, okay,
0: that makes
2: sense. All All right. Right. This was your second year playing in the Mexican league, right? Did that feel more relaxed than your first year?
1: Last year, that
3: was his first season in the Mexican League.
2: Okay. And uh, your manager was Benji Gill.
1: Did Did you learn a lot with him? What What was that experience like? Ah, muy muy bonita. La verdad es una gran persona, un gran manager. Sabe mucho sobre el golf. Este es muy, muy terco y muy enojón, pero es una gran persona.
3: It's uh, a wonderful person. He, he got his character. He's tough, uh, but it's fun to play with him. He knows a lot about baseball, so that gets you also to put you know more effort in the game as well.
2: Did, did you get to play with anybody, any other idols you grew up uh, respecting or any, anything like that? Algunos jugadores
3: que cuando tú estabas creciendo que ya jugaban y los admirabas, que llegaste a jugar con ellos, que tenga ese respeto
1: a mi nación. Sí, este, me tocó conocer mucho a Cochito Cruz, a Ramiro Peña, este, a Jorge Cantú, también que me dio bastante, quien más, Roberto Zuna. Is Jorge
3: Cantu still playing?
1: No, yeah, no, yeah, no. Oh, he's a coach. Okay.
2: Uh (laughs) (laughs) I think he's older than me, but some of those guys are still playing out there.
0: (laughs) So, so the the second time you played, you felt a lot more relaxed. Did you feel like you kind of belonged there? First year. First year. So, playing that this time, did you feel like you more like you belonged? You had a lot more at bats. You played a lot more games. Did you feel more comfortable?
3: Mm
1: Que jugaste, so, te vas a sentir, ¿Tienes más confianza? ¿Estás jugando la liga, más Aquí en, Sí, fue oh, sí, una, una bonita experiencia, me ayudó bastante de personas que, que ya han jugado grandes ligas muchos años que tienen la experiencia y este, ya conozco un poquito más la liga, ya sé como los pitchers como se mueve este, cualquier cosa que so
3: definitely a lot of experience with guys in there, they playing in different levels, so a lot to learn and a lot for him to take and bring into the league also this year. So it's definitely a lot to get from from those players.
0: Do you have one funny story during the season and the time you were there?
3: Yeah. yeah más a veces me pasó algo algo de
1: compartir una anécdota que pasó año que algo a veces uno me pasó esto algo algo no 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 tengo nada
2: No todavía no So you got to play for the uh, international team, the 18U team. What was that like?
1: 18 under el, el, sí, sí. el equipo cómo fue esa experiencia oh fue una fue una gran experiencia porque compartí con pues casi todo el mundo eh, conocer a muchos jóvenes que están en Estados Unidos también y poder jugar en contra de ellos y ver la, la calidad de, de peloteros que son algo increíble
3: so, uh, a lot of those players are playing also in the state so it just kind of like keep growing and, and continue to to share the game as they grow and became professional so that's great great teammates in there yeah. nice.
2: so after last season this is your first year you get to relax in the off season um, did you get to go home what did you do in the off season to, to relax <laughs>
1: Si de vacaciones ya tuve como un mes. Ya me fui para Arizona He got some rest
3: going back home went back home and then uh, after some rest and he came back to Arizona and start working out.
2: So do you have any goals for this season? Is there anything you're trying to achieve this year in particular?
3: específico que
1: este año quiera como que está como ahí que quiere lograr o sea ofensivo o defensivo alguna meta que tiene como si sí, igual igual de todo este sí. tener buenos números sí <ríe> sí tener una buena cantidad de jonrones también sí. este buena verdad que mucho RBI más que nada ayudar a, a, al equipo a ganar esa es mi meta siempre ayudar al equipo so
3: mainly to get the team to get some wins and uh, of course you know like you want to hit more home runs you want to of course all numbers to be better but uh, uh get the wins for the team
2: so you started this year slow you've been getting better as the years gone by are there things that you're working on what are you working on and who's helping you with that
3: Estaba un poquito como slow, después empezaste como a calentar el tema, o sea, ¿algo que trabajaste que cambió específico?
1: ¿Quién te estaba ayudando en esa transición el cambio? Eh, sí me ha me estado ayudando pues, los, todos los coaches, la organización, este también las personas, mi familia, que, que cualquier consejito que ellos me dan, cualquier persona de, que me ha ayudado antes, que cualquier consejo que me estén dando yo lo pongo en práctica y claro, obviamente, todo lo que llevo detrás del mes de liga he aprendido cómo cada cómo se mueve y así poder experimentarlo y y poner ponerlo en juego y así agarrar más experiencia para para poder salir lo que me ha ayudado hoy más enfoque más más que nada so basically uh, the, the the whole
3: organization have been great with him like advice and uh, the family as well so every advice he can give I uh, put it in practice and especially the first three months in the season it was kind of like getting with the, the games and the advice and kind of like to stay mentally also kind of like side with uh, the advice as well. So
0: you, you do the work and start showing up on the field. What uh, what team did you grow up following? Yeah.
3: What
1: team did you like in the United States when you were growing? Pues mi hermano y yo siempre crecimos con nuestro equipo favorito era Boston Red Sox desde niño. Sí, siempre fue nuestro equipo favorito.
3: So, his, his brother and him uh, Boston Red Sox since they were little. Okay, yes. all right, that's okay. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the Padres. It doesn't have Yankees. Nada, nada, nada. <laughs> nada, <laughs>
0: nada. <laughs> um, who do you style your play? Uh, who do you want to play
3: like? quién te gusta como no parecerte jugar tu juego como quién no que imita pero te gusta
1: que te juega? Como... Oh, se, siempre me ha gustado mucho lo que es eh, Omar Marvish Kelly, Kelly y mi jugador favorito para de bateo es David Ortiz, aunque él es zurdo, pero yeah. siempre me ha gustado mucho como como él el, el batea. Sí.
3: So uh, Omar Vizquel is definitely—I mean, uh, oh. defensively—I mean, he look yes. up to him. And uh, hitting-wise, uh, David Ortiz—even he's a lefty—but yeah. uh, I mean, he's just kind of like looking up to <laughs> wow. him; like, he, he loves it.
2: <laughs> Field like Vizquel, hit like Ortiz—that's pretty good.
3: <laughs> he's a yeah, yeah, right. I mean, uh-huh. um,
2: so, who are your roommates this year? Ah, uh,
1: los dos Mexicanos que están uh, Fernando Sánchez, uh, Jose Reyes, y Ortiz. Kevin Ortiz son mis Who's, the Who's the best cook out of you? Me. me. <laughs> <laughs> do you <laughs> what,
3: what do you cook? <laughs> what <laughs> cook? Uh, <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> eh, no, sé, I comida mexicana, cook. I do Mexican, Mexican food, chilaquiles, uh,
3: anything that Mexican dishes. Do
1: you make your own chilaquiles sauce? Or are you buying it in the pizza store? Do you want to sell your own chilaquiles or la compra? No, la compra,
0: yeah. la compro la compro. Okay. Right. <laughs> I thought it good though. You are a about chef. So <laughs> <laughs> I like, ah, uh, do you make it? Cocinero, chef. Okay. So it's time. Okay, so who this year has helped you? Who this year has helped you the most kind of develop? Uh, so far, as a player, as a, a player,
2: coach, anybody. Yeah. this year from the coaches,
3: jugadores,
1: who que decir mucha ayuda. Oh, la siempre me ha estado apoyando mucho. Y yo a él es eh Amol Saba que siempre desde que lo conozco ha sido muy muy buen amigo mío. Yo creo que él es el que más más ahí So, uh, Samuel uh,
3: Savala, uh definitely they kind like, of share a little bit more even though with all the players, you know, they help each other back up and he's doing the same thing with others, uh, but maybe he feel like that they have a little connection, sharing a little bit more, and they have a good, great relationship. Nice. Okay. Time
0: for some fun. All right. You ready? Some fun. Some fun questions. Well, but primero, do you have a nickname? Doogie. Doogie. Doogie? Doogie. Doogie. Ah, Doogie. Ah, Doogie. Okay. Okay. Uh, do you have a celebrity crush?
3: No.
2: best dressed roommate
3: quién se roommate
2: teammate teammate who's the worst
3: dressed teammate
1: <laughs> ah, okay. no, that's fine that's
0: fine um, do you play video games?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Do you play? So that's what you do to get away from the field. What video games do you play?
1: Uh, Warzone, Call of Duty.
0: Okay, who's the best?
1: Who's <laughs> uh, no sé. Albert Fabian said he he was best.
3: Ah, uh, uh, Hoffman? Oh.
1: Hoffman. Oh. Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to talk to him
3: soon. <laughs>
2: What's your, what's your walk up song?
3: canción de entrada bateo.
1: Mexicana es CH y la Pizza. De y la CH, y la pizza. C-H-, CH la Pizza.
3: Uh, is is the Mexican song CH and la Pizza. La P- yes. P- yes. Okay, what,
2: Do you have any superstitions, numbers, colors, is there something you need to eat before the game to be lucky? <laughs>
3: Antes de tengo que
1: o comer se me va a venir un día a hacer lo mismo que hice ayer para que, vaya a, a <laughs> que
3: One day maybe do the same thing he did yesterday. I mean, whatever is the day off, it's working. He will do it again. Okay,
0: who in the major? Ah, li- uh, okay, oh, uh, Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> who, uh, who in the major leagues would you
1: want to face? Yeah. Yeah. Get it turno de Grand League pitcher. Oh, uh the ground. Con Guzmán. Chat- okay, all right. Si vas the heat. Yeah. Oye, Juli Ríos era una de las personas que que me gustaba, que me me, me hubiera gustado he eh, okay. Julio Urias, Julio Urias. Say, uh, Julio
3: Urias no, it, it was kind of yeah. like one of his dreams. About three weeks ago, uh, he, they kind of like face, oh. face. Yeah.
1: Yes.
2: Oh, now we need to make it happen. Yes. Yeah. Wait, you didn't, he was in Rancho Cucamonga a few weeks ago, right? right? You didn't play, did you
0: so
1: play I, against you
3: him? Playing, uh, he got in a bat against him in there. Oh, okay. That's he got there,
0: but it was only Ortiz that got a hit, right? Only one guy got hit I guess. Uh, Ortiz maybe for sí, yo, yo he, he
3: got a base, too. Yeah, yeah Okay.
0: Uh, I, I watched that game I just I couldn't I couldn't remember. What is your comfort food at home?
1: Uh, In lacana uh, In-
3: uh,
1: Me gusta mucho los chilaquiles, uh, y también las enchiladas suizas que hace mi mamá. Suizas. Uh, Swiss
3: enchiladas that made by his, his mom. Oh.
1: Chilaquiles. Chilaquiles. La carne asada que hacen mis abuelos. Uh.
3: Carne asada from gra- grandparents. Grand-
0: ah, oh, nice.
1: God.
3: Do you have a comfort food here? In
1: and out? In mm. and out?
0: Oh, finally, not a Chipotle answer. Okay, last one. Do you have a favorite baseball movie? Alguna
3: película de
1: que Oh, sí. No, no recuerdo cómo se llama la que es. La es, Fue Monterrey. Creo que se llama Perfecto, creo. Uh, Perfect Game? Perfect Game? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Creo que like, like Perfect Game that sounds like the movie name. Kevin Costner. Yeah. Was that the Kevin Costner? Where he pitched for Detroit? Yeah. I don't remember. I have a lot without seeing it, that's why I don't remember. It's been a long time. Uh, but I remember that it's one
0: of my favorites. Well, hey, we we appreciate your time, dude, and we really look forward to following you for the rest of your career and hope you have a great year. Thank you so much. Uh, thank
1: you. Thank you.